0: I'm Barry Mitzman. I've spent most of my career as a TV producer and reporter. Well, my interest was peaked when uh, my state, Washington State, uh, adopted legislation in 2019 uh, to go on to permanent or winter daylight saving time. And then when I began to look at it a little bit more, I I discovered that permanent daylight saving time had been tried in the United States in 1974 during the oil crisis, and it was kind of a disaster. Then I looked further, it it sort of failed everywhere it's been tried uh, and abandoned, so I, I got curious. And then I began to learn about the science, which seems to suggest that it's a very bad idea.
1: My name is Kimberly Hahn. I'm an assistant professor at Washington State University, and my work focuses on the effects of sleep deprivation on performance and on shift schedules.
0: The shift to daylight saving in the summer and off of it in the fall creates a kind of natural experiment, and scientists love natural experiments. It gives them a chance to compare. So many, many studies have been done. And what they found pretty consistently is all sorts of bad things happen after we go on to daylight saving in the spring. Oddly though, many of these things continue through the time that we have daylight saving.
1: There's two overlapping or interrelated issues. There's the acute problem of the actual shift to and from daylight saving time. And especially now in March when we spring ahead, there's an uptick in health incidents, traffic accidents, and other issues. But then there's the season-long issues of using either daylight saving time or standard time um, and whether using either one of those could lead to ongoing circadian misalignment type issues.
0: Uh, The idea really was born in the 1890s in the UK and it was kind of a response to the industrial revolution. It was a thing that engineers and technocrats in cities suggested would be a good thing to benefit men coming out of factories so that they would have more time in the sun in the evening after work for outdoor recreation. And so it was a, a change advocated as kind of a, a tinkering to help people adjust to the industrial age. It didn't really take off until World War One, when the Germans decided to adopt summer daylight saving uh, in order uh, to uh, save coal needed for the war effort. And there's not much evidence that it actually saved much coal, but nevertheless the UK responded to Germany's move and went on to daylight saving time also. And then the US, when it entered the war, also went on daylight saving And it didn't really get going in a serious way until the 1960s in the US. uh, Up until that time, individual states and cities were tinkering with daylight saving according to their own lights. They had different schedules. At one point in the state of Iowa, There were 23 different time systems, in other words, different schedules for going on and off of daylight saving or not going on at all. And that made for great complexity and that's why Congress stepped in to try to create some uniformity in 1966.
2: Of course daylight saving doesn't benefit farmers. Cows don't care what time it is because they're cows and cows are idiots.
0: Yeah, you're right that many people think it is for the benefit of farmers. And in fact, exactly the opposite is true. Farmers have been opponents of daylight saving. Previously, of course, farmers lived by the sun, got up with the sun, went to bed with the sun, and they saw it actually as an intrusion on their way of life. Permanent daylight saving, I would call a failed idea. It was kind of a disaster in the United States for the short time that we tried it. And meanwhile, it pitched communities into darkness in the morning, particularly in northern latitudes. Kids were going to school, walking to school, in the darkness, and accidents happened that were blamed on the darkness caused by daylight saving. And so within a few months, the nation abandoned permanent daylight saving time, went back to shifting back and forth as we do. It was tried in the UK. In the 60s, people in Scotland hated it. They hated it because, of course, Scotland in the far north they didn't see the sun in the morning until 10 a.m. or so. And the same thing happened in Russia, where the northern regions of Russia really were very frustrated because they, they were getting up in darkness and spending their mornings in darkness.
3: All right. Well, hello, and um, thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to talk with you. My name is JP. I am a software engineer in San Francisco. I'm originally from rural Iowa. Ever since I was a child, I've loved astronomy. My great-grandfather was a farmer, and he taught me to tell the time from the the sun and the stars. Um, My grandparents gave me a telescope. Uh, You know, I've always loved science fiction as well. I love the connection between nature and clocks, that it really is a measurement of time, of, of objective reality then in 2018 2019 I, I started to realize there was this strong push to uh extend dst into winter with permanent daylight saving time and i didn't see many people doing much about it and so i threw my hat into the ring i decided i would get involved no one else was focusing on this a few people have talked about it there's been several accounts that have come and gone end daylight saving time and stop the clock and and They seem to be negative-focused, and I I wanted to be positive-focused. I wanted to save Standard Time and try to talk about the positive aspects of living in tune with nature, living by the sun, listening to your body clock.
0: Well, Standard Time is kind of a... It's an artificial creation in a way, but it has a relationship to the movements of the sun. Standard Time, in any particular time zone, is structured so that the sun reaches its highest point in the sky at about noon on the clock. And so that's what makes it kind of standard, if you will. It divides the day in a way that seems to us to make sense. Now there's a lot of confusion among the public and
3: even among the policymakers as to which clock is which. Standard time was originally designed to be an approximation of solar time. And solar time is is entrained in every living cell. It's a part of our biology. It's part of that living pulse. But it's it's not practical in a modern world. Standard time makes it practical. Daylight saving time is arbitrarily advanced by an hour. It increases our circadian misalignment from the solar time. Primarily in North America, we call it uh, standard time and daylight saving time. In Europe, you have it as wintertime and summertime. And again, there is a sales pitch operating there. When you ask people summertime, they think of warmth and long days and vacations. And winter has the associations of, of cold and bleak and snow. It's how you ask the question. If you're asking people, do you like summertime or wintertime? They'll generally gravitate towards summertime. But if you actually were to ask people, would they willingly wake themselves up an hour early in the dark, in the cold, would they set their alarm clocks earlier? They would more likely say no. But that's what DST does. It's a way of forcing you to sleep less and to wake earlier.
2: Get up, get up, Grandpa. You know we're on daylight saving time. Yeah, get up, get up. That's all I hear here lately. For years and years, folks got along with an old grandfather's clock, or just a common old sundial sitting out on a block. And then the dollar watch, it had its day, and the wristwatch, it was fine. Then along came a man who ruined us all with daylight saving time. Well, I'm a-hunting that man who first thought of this daylight saving time, until he moved the clocks around, everything was a going fine. But I guess he's here, that won't come out. He knows he's out of line. Well, I get up late, I have to wait, can't keep it straight. Who did he hate? I mean, the man who first thought up daylight saving time.
3: I'm here with Dr. Michael Grandner, Director of the Sleep and Health Research Program at University of Arizona. If you think about it, going back billions of
4: years, dinosaurs came and went, ice ages came and went, Pangea came and went, but the one thing that has never changed is the light-dark cycle. It is highly predictable, it is highly influential, so developing a biological system that harnesses this idea that there's a day and that there's a night just makes sense from an efficiency standpoint. If humans have been on Earth for more than 100,000 years, farming was invented 10,000 years ago, and society and civilization is about that old. So for most of human existence, we lived in an environment, a system, that assumes that day is bright, the night is dark, and that it should be relatively constant.
5: My name is Dr. Emily Minugian. I'm a postdoctoral research fellow at the Salk Institute, and I am a chronobiologist. So a chronobiologist is really just someone who studies the biology of time and how timing affects physiology and really all living things. It's really one of the only fields that was developed out of curiosity, individuals noticing that plants and humans and all living things behave differently at different times of day. It's really a pretty new field. It was only a few years ago in 2017 when the nobel prize went to the recognition of understanding how these molecular clocks work and how they affect our physiology the way that this works is really kind of amazing almost every cell in your body has a clock and all of these clocks are coordinated by a master clock in your brain so that clock in your brain is also taking in some cues from the environment such as light Light is really one of the most important cues to your body to know what time of day it is. This regularity of light is key because it's something that our body uses to anticipate when we're going to wake up, when we're going to go to sleep. The circadian system is really optimizing your physiology. It's making your body the best version that it can be by keeping things in the right place at the right time. You can let your body heal. When we disrupt the system, all of these things kind of go away. We start to just weaken the system on a chronic level. And so when we misalign light from our daily schedule is, we start to give these inconsistent cues that our body starts to kind of fight itself. It's trying to sink to the light, but then you're making it wake up early. And so it leads to this really kind of chronic misalignment, which over time can dampen our biological rhythms and lead to compromised health. And so things like how we in modern society have disrupted these biological clocks is just starting to come to the forefront. And daylight saving time is one of the most widespread chronic disruptors of circadian rhythms.
1: There's a lot of research um, being done currently and some really interesting new findings about how shift work schedules can lead to long-term health consequences starting with things like gastrointestinal complications, but leading up to even higher incidence of cancer, potentially in some industries. And being on a mistimed circadian schedule, so being essentially permanently jet-lagged because you're operating outside of your ideal circadian rhythm or or your own biological clock, could cause some of that same types of wear and tear on the body as someone who's working um, a shift schedule.
5: Even the politicians that are going for constant daylight savings time think that they're listening to the scientists because people think that the problem is in the the one time shift and that we need to just keep it to one of the times. And that's really not the case. We need to keep light aligned properly with our bodies. And so you see this really across the board consensus that constant standard time is really the healthiest form. And this is not just in the United States, you can see this from the European Sleep Research Society, from the European Biological Rhythm Society, from the Society for Research in Biological Rhythms, from AASM, like all of these organizations that are made up of experts in sleep and circadian health are all saying it's better for our health to have constant standard time and just remove daylight savings time completely.
6: I'm Christine Bloom, I'm a post-doctoral researcher at the Centre for Biology in Basel and the main focus of my research is centred around the effects of artificial light on sleep. We evolved in a light environment where the sun rises and it sets and really the only light apart from poly bonfires we had. But then what we have to recognize is that we live in a light environment today that is much more complicated, and particularly also artificial light in the evening. Night and day are not that clearly delineated anymore. This complexity has to be reflected in any solution. Everybody has their own bias or their own interests, like where you live. For example, in Europe, the effects of choosing one or the other might have different effects. Germany, Austria, which is in the center or towards the east of the time zone. Or when you look at Spain, which we have to admit is even now in the wrong time
1: zone. There's your chronotype. So whether you are in early bird or a night owl or somewhere in the middle, and what your school or work schedules are, what your daily demands are, and how flexible those might be. Um, then there's the bigger, more political issues, I suppose, of whether you know having daylight saving time year-round gives you longer daylight in the evening, which increases recreation, but may be contributing to more seasonal affective disorder because you're not getting daylight in the morning. So everything depends on what your perspective is and what you're trying to preserve or what you're trying to improve upon. What must not happen is that scientists then say
6: we know better and you just don't know the evidence. Scientists really have to carefully also take into account the arguments people bring and then say what we know and say what we do not know.
1: The science, however, is is what it is. It's the facts. It's what we research. It's what we find. But the problem is some people will need to operate outside of those recommendations. We have a society in which we need certain services during nighttime hours. We need law enforcement, we need medicine, we need transportation, we need all of these people to be up and active during those times. And so even though we know that's asking them to go against their natural biological rhythm, but it's just not optimal. And I think something similar happens when it comes to daylight saving time. And That it's not going to work for everybody because there's always going to be exceptions, there's always going to be preferences, there's always going to be demands that go contrary to the recommendations, but the science needs to guide what's going to be the overall best answer for the most people. We're joined by Michael Downing, who has written the book on all this. It's called Spring Forward, the Annual Madness of Daylight Saving Time. And call me crazy, Mr. Downing, but I get the feeling you are not a fan of Daylight Saving Time.
4: Well, I'm certainly not a fan of the idea that it saves energy. Here's the problem with daylight saving as an energy saver. We tend to want our computers and our televisions and our radios when we want them. More importantly, daylight saving really pushes Americans out of the house at the end of the day. Hmm. And when Americans go out of the house, they may go to the ballpark, they may go to the mall, but they don't walk there, they get into their cars. Daylight saving increases gasoline consumption, something the petroleum industry has known since 1930.
3: So yes, occasionally I I do attract um, some negative feedback from some loud individuals. Um, They will invent uh, any any type of slur and insult um, to throw at you. It surprised me, and and I suppose it shouldn't have surprised me. the, they, they turn out to be just a distraction um, and a waste of time, unfortunately.
4: Retail stores love daylight saving. Because? Well, because when we have an hour of sunlight after work, Americans tend to go shopping. The first and most persistent lobby for daylight saving in this country was the Chamber of Commerce. They understood that if their department stores were lit up, people would be tempted by them. In 1986, Congress gave us an extra month of daylight saving time. That's when we went from six to seven months. In that congressional hearings, the golf industry alone, these are the industry estimates, told Congress one additional month of daylight saving was worth $200 million in additional sales of golf clubs and greens fees. The barbecue industry said it was worth $100 million.
3: In the 1980s, we saw the formation of the National Daylight Saving Time Coalition, which was comprised of wealthy corporations from the industries of golf, candy, fast food, convenience stores, barbecue equipment, and amusement parks. They worked closely with legislators. The, the National Confectioners Association, their ears sort of perked up because they saw an opportunity that if, if we could extend DST a little bit farther into the end of the year, bring Halloween into it, They thought parents would feel more comfortable with their children trick-or-treating in the daylight rather than in the evening. The world's
4: largest retail trade
3: association says Americans who participate in Halloween events
4: plan to spend $8.8 billion this year. For the candy industry, Halloween is like an annual Super Bowl.
3: There's a story of them leaving little candy or chocolate pumpkins on the chairs of all of the committee members in Congress when they were reviewing this bill as a a way to sweeten the deal. And it worked. And now in America, daylight saving time used to end before Halloween and now it ends after
0: Halloween. More than a dozen states have adopted permanent daylight saving or their intention to do so. And so it seems to sail through easily as a cost-free, feel-good vote. Ironically, states could go on to permanent standard time right away, but no states are going in that direction. They're all going in the direction of permanent daylight saving in order to ditch the switch. It seems to be something that's become popular just because it has this kind of superficial appeal. So if we just extended... Daylight saving to winter, maybe it would be warmer and sunnier too. Well, that's, of course, ridiculous, but it sounds superficially plausible. If a little bit of daylight saving is a good thing, well, why not have it all year round? It seems to be as superficial as that. President Trump is weighing in on the great daylight saving time debate. He took to Twitter and wrote, making daylight saving time permanent
4: is
3: okay with me. Trump is not alone.
1: Good morning, Matt. Well, State Senator Scott Martin of Lancaster County wants to make daylight saving time permanent.
0: And the politicians who push it, Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, has proposed national legislation to create uh, permanent daylight saving nationwide. And I can't get really at his motivation except that it is a superficially appealing idea that he can associate it with and make it make himself a champion of and get credit for.
3: This is a challenge of my campaign, is, is to convince the legislators really we should be putting our public health and safety first as we've done with, say, the way that we've handled public smoking or seat belts in cars. When you look at who supports permanent standard time, you have advocates for children's well-being and for education such as uh, the National PTA, the National Education Association, the Start School Later groups, uh, and many more. And and then on the health side, the American College of Chest Physicians, we have the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, we have the uh, National Safety Council, um, and on and on and on. There are so many groups that advocate for public health, public safety, and children's education that are endorsing permanent standard time. And then when you look at who's supporting permanent DST, it's a much shorter list, it's the chambers of commerce the golf lobby it comes down to whom would you trust for your public health because this is affecting how much you sleep how well you sleep and that carries forward to your immunity your alertness and your longevity uh your performance in school and in the workplace
0: well it is striking there there truly is a scientific consensus that daylight saving is a bad idea and that we would be better off on a standard time year round And Europe has recognized this, and the EU voted this past year to uh, no longer mandate daylight saving time during the summer for nations in the EU. And that was in response to the scientific consensus. In the US, scientists have had very much less influence, it seems. For some reason, the findings of the science, which is quite recent, haven't really sunk in or been well communicated, haven't really affected the public policy debate. And I, I can't exactly tell you why that is. It's a mystery to me and and somewhat disturbing.
3: Would you care to speculate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really find it befuddling. I guess part of the reason why permanent daylight saving is so popular and has such momentum is that science hasn't really taken hold in American public opinion. There are so many scientific facts that are ignored, disputed, denied, with regard to climate and many other things in the United States. So the fact that scientists have found daylight saving to be unhealthy just doesn't seem to be impressing people any more than scientific opinion on, on many other subjects that we seem willing to ignore. We're on most popular social media, safe standard
3: or as safe standard time. Yeah, I I care about it. I I, I care about the base reality of the facts. I care about the effects on society, on public health, public safety, education, the economy, the environment, all of these issues.
2: His followers all will argue that they've gained an hour of light By moving all the clocks around, but I can't see they're right The sun still rises just the same and sets just as before If they'd rise 60 minutes early, maybe they'd have an hour more So why not leave the clocks alone so folks won't be confused Let them hit the floor an hour before if it's daylight that they choose. So I hope I find the man who thought of daylight saving time if he will prove why the clocks will move, then I'll admit it's fine. I've twisted my old clock around till it ain't worth a dime. I'm a losing sleep, I'm a counting sheep. I get up late and I miss the date. Couldn't get there in a Cadillac eight, but tries the wheel, they'll
4: never get.